I kind of like this idea of the Chinese bamboo tree that you nurture over and over again every day. You you know water it, nurture it. And over five years, nothing happens. You don't see any proof that this tree is growing. And then literally overnight, it just comes out and sprouts like two meters, which is, I don't know the translation in, in feet, but it's like huge all of a sudden, right? And it's kind of the same with, with business or, or with marketing, in my opinion. You have to nurture it and then eventually it'll take off because you've given it so much attention. Welcome to Smashing the Plateau. We help consultants, coaches, entrepreneurs, and small business owners build their businesses after long careers as employees. We believe you should be able to do more of what you love and get paid what you're worth consistently. I'm your host, David Schreiner-Khan. Today on Smashing the Plateau, I'm speaking with Humane Marketing Consultant, Sarah Santa Croce. In today's episode, you will learn how to market to the generation that cares. Stay with us to hear all the details. How do you feel about where your business is today? Most of us do our best work in collaborative, supportive environments. Come explore ours. The Smashing the Plateau community can help you build your business through live events, a private communication platform, accountability partners, and lots more. Speak to me or one of our community members to learn more. You can schedule a quick conversation at smashingtheplateau.com slash 15. That's smashingtheplateau.com slash 15. Or go to our website, smashingtheplateau.com. Now let's welcome back Sarah Santa Croce. Over a decade of running a successful LinkedIn consulting business inspired a yearning in Sarah to create a global movement that encourages people to bring more empathy and kindness to business and marketing. As a hippie-turned-business coach, Sarah has written two books, hosts the Humane Marketing Podcast, and works with heart-centered entrepreneurs to question their assumptions when it comes to marketing and give them permission to market their business their way, the gentle way. Sarah shares a fresh perspective and doesn't shy away from calling things out that no longer work for many of us when it comes to the current marketing model. Her clients sometimes refer to her as the female Seth Godin. Sarah, welcome back to the show. It's so good to be here, David. Thanks for having me again. So the last time that you were on, which was a few years ago, you you hadn't yet developed this focus on humane marketing. What's behind your pivot? <laughs> I would say a breakdown that led to a breakthrough, <laughs> like those things often go. So yeah, like you read in the in the bio, I've been building a LinkedIn consulting business over the last decade or so, and kind of growing up in this online marketing world with uh, many of the marketing gurus out there, and um, just kind of following what they were doing to you know do what it takes to grow an online business. And every year, a bit more realizing, you know what, this thing actually does not work for me. It's just either, I guess at one point, David, I thought, well, I'm not built for this and and I'm just either going to have to leave my business or, and I remember sitting on the therapist's chair and thinking and saying that out loud and like, you know, either this is not going to work for me anymore or I have to come up with another way. 
And so uh, that's what I did. I came up with another way. And 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 the idea of oh, there's this, I remember this epiphany moment when I had this term come to me called the gentle business revolution. So, you know, how sometimes we just have these moments where we're like, okay, yeah, that's what it is. We need a revolution. And I think partly that has to do with my up, uh, my hippie upbringing and kind of like doing things, you know, in a radically different way, but in a gentle uh, way, like the gentle business revolution. And so that's, yeah, that's how that all started. It then evolved, and and now I call it humane marketing, humane business, humane selling. It's just a way to still build our businesses and sell and market, but in a way that a works for us. Often, as you said, I work with heart-centered entrepreneurs. I work a lot with introverts, highly sensitive people. So these are people who care. I call it marketing for the generation that cares. You know, we care a lot for our clients. We also care for ourselves and we care for the planet. So that's how I kind of define humane marketing. And I really see it as a a radically different way to do business where we still market, we still sell, but we sell and market with the information that we know is sustainable. You know, it's sustainable for ourselves, but it's also sustainable when you think about, you know, what we're currently dealing with. And if we think about future generations, well, how are we going to market things ethically and, you know, so that we are still around and people, humans are still around in a few generations from now. So that's kind of what, what happened. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, so once you had that epiphany, mm-hmm. what did you do differently in your business? Oh, I'm doing everything differently. Like nothing is the same. I really had to deconstruct everything, unlearn everything and pretty much start from scratch Wow. I'm no longer the same person. It's no longer the same business. Because once you see what humane marketing is about, you cannot unsee all the things that you don't like anymore, right? So all of the traditional ways that we're taught that we should market our business, should sell, should always, you know, consume more and more and more all of these things just no longer work. And so, yeah, if you ask me, what did I do differently? I I pretty much stopped the LinkedIn consulting. I'm now, you know, working with clients that I've already worked on. And, and so, yes, the LinkedIn stuff is still part of it, but I'm not promoting anything like I used to. I guess it's it's like the this transition. I talk about it in the marketing like we're human book. It's it's kind of the Marie Kondo uh, approach to your business. You first start with the things that no longer work for you, right? Where you've been marketing certain in a certain way, and that just don't, no longer works for you. For me, it would, was everything, and so I really had to deconstruct everything. But when I tell my clients or readers of the book, I, I tell them, look at marketing the way you do it now. Is there anything that bothers you? And you've been doing it because you just thought that's just how it works. That's just how we do business and how we do marketing. 
And start with those things that really bother you and stop doing those. And then slowly, you know, you can get rid of all the things and do them differently. I'm not saying humane marketing is not about manifesting or the law of attraction or, you know, let me just pray for clients and they'll fall from the sky. Humane marketing is about looking at the things that work in marketing. So let's just take that principle of the scarcity thing that we always and always hear. You know, you have to use scarcity in your marketing, other pe- otherwise people don't buy. There's nothing wrong with scarcity. It's it's a true principle. What's wrong is is the language that we're using. It's the shaming. It's the making people feel not enough. Yeah, it's lying also, just bluntly lying about things that are going to, you know, run out when they're not running out. So I think it's just bringing a lot more transparency and truth into our marketing. And that takes a complete shift. It really does. So let's talk about how how your principles of humane marketing might apply to consultant or coach who's building her or his business following their exit from a job, um, particularly somebody who's a high achiever, who's been in their role in a particular organization, or, or maybe they've had a series of, uh, of organizations that have been part of their career. You know, they may, may have worked for, you know, let's say somewhere between 20 and 40 years before either they get pushed out or they decide voluntarily to leave. And it, although they're really good at their discipline and they're good at at providing high quality impact to the clients that they've served under the corporate umbrella and now the ones that they're starting to starting to attract in their own business the transition itself is quite daunting because you go from a place where you have a full calendar and overflowing inbox this built-in social structure in your organization and and frankly built-in support for what you do in your job from your organization. And you go out on your own and you start off with an empty calendar, empty inbox, no social structure. You're spending all this time alone. Then you have to get up and market and sell something that you've never had to sell before, namely yourself. And it's it can be quite daunting. And then you do also see all these messages about how you should be marketing and selling. Yeah, what can people like this do differently so that they can be humane about it and be part of this gentle business revolution. Yeah. I see this so often that people, you know, start a coaching certification and and then immediately after, because all these marketers, the gurus, they know people who just came out of a certification and they're getting basically bombarded with all these offers on how they should now market uh, their business and get clients. And that's where the problem starts is we're getting taught to do marketing in a certain way rather than actually looking at starting with ourselves first. I see that all the time that people think marketing is something external that they need to do rather than first looking inside and saying, okay, especially for people who come out from the corporate uh, field, right? They've never actually looked at themselves, who they are, what their values are, what they start, uh, what they what they stand for, their story, this idea of the hippie turned business coach. It seems like such a simple line, right? It's kind of compelling, yeah, and people are like, tell me more. 
it seems so simple and yet it's so deep. It took me you know, a decade to come full circle with that story. And yet that's what personal branding is. And that's what marketing really is. You can only market really humanely and from within if you have spent time and attention on your own story and your values and how you resonate in the, the I, I structured the book with three parts, rumble, rise and resonate. So rumbling is really where you go deep into who you are and the values and, and what your story is and what you care for. Because clients today, they look for people that they can relate to, that they resonate with. So often it's not so much about the product but it's about you, the coach or the consultant, right? Do we resonate? That's when I want to work with you. So the rumbling, then the rise is about how how are you different? Well, hippie turned business coach that either turns people completely off or they're like, okay, tell me more. I'm, I'm curious. And then the third part is resonate. And that's where you're finally getting interested in your clients. Every marketing program always starts with the client, your avatar, your target audience. That's what we're always taught. But what I learned over the last 10 years is that when you start with that, you actually find yourself eventually in a business that you don't necessarily like anymore because you're attracting clients that are maybe not the ones that you resonate with. And so then you're, it's also because you're doing marketing in a way that, you know, is not you. It's just every what everybody else is doing. So yeah, I would really encourage coaches and, and consultants to to take the time and, and start with these questions, the rumbling, who am I? It's very possible that they've never asked themselves that question because we just don't have the time in a corporate job, right? We're just like always working. So we don't have the time. And then you go out and become a consultant and it's all, it's immediately like, how do I get clients? But it is such an important part of humane marketing to look at who am I and that's how I'm going to resonate with clients. You know, it, it's interesting that you focus on understanding who you are first before looking at who you can sell to. Right. And um, even though like it, in my business, my focus isn't primarily on marketing. I also always start with who the individual is first. And I, one of the things that I recommend for uh, professionals that are making that transition from the corporate world into their own business is to take a sabbatical so that they can, yeah. they can do that self-reflection first and do that deep work. Mm-hmm. Because in the long run, if you if you're planning to be in your business for years, taking that sabbatical will save you a lot of time over the years. It will save you money. It will set the stage for you to make more money, um, and it's really mm-hmm. important to do. Now, not everybody has the financial bandwidth to take a sabbatical. There are other ways you can do it. I also recommend, even if you don't have the you don't have the time, see if you can get some kind of work that you know is not is not necessarily long-term, it could be like a stopgap to to give you that, especially work that'll give you the mental space to do that self-reflection that you mentioned is so important. Yeah, that survival of work, right? Where it's like, okay, I'm just going to work, but I know that I have the mental space to exactly. still yeah. spend it, the time it, on finding that out. Exactly. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So so since you have made this change in your business, how have things gone, Sarah? <sighs> it's, you know, as I said in the intro, I'm a complete 
completely different person. It's not true. I'm truly myself. I just show up as truly myself. And it feels like I'm no longer wearing a mask. And so most of the time in a business situation, I think I was wearing a mask. So that's why I feel like I'm now truly myself. And so in a way, I'm a different person than than I was showing myself as, as before. And I think people really resonate with that because they can see that it's you know it's true they they see that there's no there, there's no mask anymore and there's no hidden agenda as well and and people can feel that and it's it's really i think it's really also in the zeitgeist like people are so tired of the same old marketing message they're tired of the you know the manipulation that they're they're much smarter now than than they were 3 years ago or or 5 years ago i really feel like there is a gap between the way we do market that has never changed since the 60s and the way human society, humans have evolved consciously. Like we are so much more conscious and yet we're still marketing to people as if they were as dumb as back in the 60s, right? And so something is just not right. There's a mismatch there. And so I think that's what people are resonating with. They're like, I feel like I'm heard and seen and I feel like I'm a smart human being when I'm exposed to Sarah's uh, marketing compared to someone who's telling me this is the last time you can buy it. And then they go back the next day and the same offer is still there. Right. Very true. Sarah, what's your experience been in, in terms of how much time it takes to develop business using your humane marketing approach versus what you were used to before? Yeah, I really um, gave myself permission to to build this business differently, radically differently. And that also means accepting and maybe kind of redefining my definition of success. Because I think that is also kind of a marketing message that we've been sold. By the way, that was my first thing that had to go, the six, seven, and eight-figure business uh, subject headlines, right? It's like, oh, buy this program and make seven figures in three months. So I think we need to also change our approach to how we define success and be more real about certain things, right? Because uh, I just think building a business takes time and we are not saying that enough. You hear the messages, oh, you know, here's how I built my business in three months. Maybe it's true. Most likely it's not. But if it is, that's definitely the exception. And yet that's the messages that we hear. And so coaches and consultants who come out of a you know, six, seven figure job, if they think they can build a business and make six figures again in three months, it's just not how it works usually. Unless you have, you know, previous engagements from your corporate job that takes you over. But it just takes time to build a business. It definitely takes time. And I, like you, on this show, I have interviewed hundreds and hundreds of people. And I will often ask, how long did it take you to feel like your business reached what you consider to be sustainability? And it's almost never three months or less. Um, I would say, no. you know, yeah. maybe one out of a hundred at most, more likely two plus years is what I hear most commonly. Yeah, yeah, no, I, and I would agree with that number. 
you know, COVID blurred everything. I gave myself that extra year. It's like, oh, I can't really count that year, right? (laughs) So I'm I'm somewhere in in year three. And yeah, now it feels like, okay, it's picking up. Because another um, parable I use in the Marketing Like We're Human book is the Chinese bamboo tree. And I kind of like this idea of the Chinese bamboo tree that you nurture over and over again every day. You, you know, water it, nurture it. And over five years, nothing happens. You don't see any proof that this tree is growing. And then literally overnight, it just comes out and sprouts like two meters, which is, I don't know, the translation in, in feet, but it's like huge all of a sudden, right? And and it's kind of the same with, with business or, or with marketing, in my opinion. You have to nurture it and then eventually it'll take off because you've given it so much attention. So that's where I'm at. I feel like I'm getting there. There's signs, uh, you know, of, of this new business really taking off next year. That's great. Well, Sarah, congratulations on your own personal revolution and how this is playing out. Um, It's really exciting to hear. I wanted to shift and talk a little bit about your experience in community. Mm -hmm. Can you share where you may have had a positive experience being in community with others? Mm -hmm. One community that I really enjoyed was in the pandemic year. It was called the Bento Community, and it was hosted by the ex I think CEO or co-founder of uh, Kickstarter, and so he definitely, you know, had experience in this community thing. And the the reason I liked it is because he made it a collaborative community. So it was not just his community, but it was a collaborative community. And you know, people took certain roles, and and they really created a community because the the thing, David, most times that I hear the word community, it's actually an audience. So this term has kind of become a buzzword, just like so many other marketing buzzwords. And they're calling it a community, but what it really is, is an audience where they can then sell their services to. And, you know, the things I'm talking about, like a Facebook community or any kind of LinkedIn group community, that to me is not a community because you're not in communion. You're you're just there and being spoon-fed information, right? So when I think about our community, the Humane Marketing Circle, that's exactly what I'm building. I'm like, this is a community for smart, humane marketers that shares what works in marketing. So we're not, they're not coming to me to just be spoon-fed another kind of guru approach to now how to do humane marketing. No, instead they come as smart human beings who share what works for them. I share what works for me. And we, yeah, we really learn from each other. It's kind of a, you know, that's what I feel like is a grown-up community. It's like we're all experts already. We don't need some guru to tell us here are the six steps. So that's my yeah, opinion about community and, and approach to it. Uh, Sarah, what benefits have you personally derived from community? Definitely relationships. Yeah, getting to know people who are like-minded, sharing of information as well. But I would say the number one is is probably relationships of like-minded people. What does community mean to you? Community to me is 
is really going to be my focus for the next decade. I f- it feels like a homecoming because, again, my my hippie upbringing really thrives in the community. That's how I grew up. Collaboration, communion, all these co-words, right? Co-creation. I co-created the, my second book, Selling Like We're Human. So there's there's so much depth and richness in community, and that's what it means to me. Yeah. That's great. Sarah, we've covered a lot of territory. Is there anything that you want to mention before I ask you about uh, how people can get in touch with you? Anything else that, that I haven't asked you? Yeah, maybe just in, in kind of leading into the question, how people can reach out to me, uh, the idea of humane marketing. I, I looked at the seven Ps of marketing. Or there's two, two frameworks, either seven Ps or four Ps. And I used the seven Ps of marketing and kind of gave it a, an update or a reframe. And, and so that's what my one-page marketing plan is all about. It's the seven Ps that I reshaped in the form of a mandala because a mandala is a creative process that helps us find our center or our within, right? And so I'm like, oh, I really like that. Like that concept of the mandala because it's creative and marketing is creative and and uh, yeah, it helps to find us who we are. And so that's the the idea of the seven piece of humane marketing. That's great. So if someone wants to go deeper with anything we've discussed today, access any resources you have, learn more, or get in touch with you, where would they go? Yeah, they'd go to my website, humane.marketing, or they can download that one-page marketing plan in the form of the mandala at humane.marketing forward slash one page, the number one and the word page. Sounds great. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for taking the time to join us again on Smashing the Plateau and give us a great update on on, uh, where you are and, uh, and all the things that you stand for. My guest today has been Humane Marketing Consultant, Sarah Santa Croce. Thank you, Sarah, for joining us. Thanks, David. When you visit the Smashing the Plateau website at smashingtheplateau.com, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mentioned on the show. On today's episode with Sarah Santa Croce, we learned how to market to the generation that cares. Are you building a community? Check out Circle, the all-in-one community platform for creators and brands. Bring together engaging discussions, members, live streams, chat, events, and memberships all in one place, all under your own brand. Circle is the platform we use in the Smashing the Plateau community. I love the way Circle puts your people, discussions, and content all in one place. Get a free 14-day trial of Circle at smashingtheplateau.com slash circle. That's smashingtheplateau.com slash circle. I'm David Schreiner-Khan. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.